Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Have the truth in the Holy Spirit. That, that's actually where these things come from. And, uh, and, and just to encourage you to, to step out and to move in the Holy Spirit. You know, um, we were away in Maputo, uh, which is Portuguese culture, very hot culture. You know, they say, we're hot. And uh, they, libertage, that's a nice word, liberty, you know, they love that word, libertage. And we were teaching on the, the Father Heart of God, and it was so great to be with Sipo. He, we, we did a Holy Spirit evening. He got plastered, man. He was drunk in the Spirit. It was so good to see just that freedom as the Holy Spirit moved and, and, and touched these, these young people. And uh, I, I think some of them have never seen that before. But it really it just saw people changing before our eyes. Kids that came out of extreme brokenness, um, literally not able to, to speak. Just the Holy Spirit just started touching them. And the Father, heart of God started to be revealed to them. And um, I just want to encourage us as the people of God. People out there are hurting. People out there are broken. People out there need you and they need me because we carry Christ in us. And there's power in the name of Jesus. And he lives in us, okay? He's not, he's not, he's not somebody we have to go and get from heaven. It says Christ lives in us, the hope of glory. And uh, people want that touch. And I want to, I just really sense that uh, the Lord's going to just be releasing a, a, a missional anointing on Hillside. A creative missional anointing, not to do missions the way, the traditional way of doing missions, but I believe Hillside has an amazing creative capacity to do things differently. Things that's going to touch this millennial generation, I mean, we're even post-millennial, but they're looking for authenticity, they're looking for life, they're looking for creativity, and Hillside has that. It has an inheritance of it, and maybe we've lost that a little bit, but the Lord's restoring and the Lord, Lord's saying, we ain't seen nothing yet, people. And he needs each one of us to take our place, each one of us to fill our role, because we are all instruments of the Holy Spirit. Oh, <laughs> But I wanted to just say to you, just, you know, teaching on the Father heart of God. Oh, I realized like so many people's impression of God, the, the, the image they carry of God, and I just want to Throw this in the pot this morning. What image do you have of the Father? Let me just, just say something. Sometimes we have been in churches or, or, or not maybe this church, but we've, we've grown up with religious experiences that are based on control, based on works, based on effort instead of based on grace. And often our view of the Father is what? And I want to challenge you today, and I want to say, you know, in, in, in 1 John 4, it says, God is love. Am I right? Do we believe the Word of God? God is love. And 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is kind, gentle, Bearing no grudges, doesn't remember our faults. You know that scripture. 
So I want to just say to you the first test, I, I want to ask everybody today to go away today and say, do I have the right image of God? If he's love, does my image of him compare to that 1 Corinthians 13, love is? And if it doesn't, guys, you need to repent. Okay, repentance isn't confessing your sins. Repentance is changing your mind, saying, I used to believe this is true, now I believe that's true. So renew your mind, Romans 12, 2. Renew your mind, be renewed in the thinking of your mind. Who do you believe God is? And Jesus said in Hebrews when he said, I am the exact radiance and image of the Father. John 14, he says, if you see me, you see the Father. If your image of the Father does not line up with Jesus, you've missed the mark. And why I'm telling you this is because if you have the wrong image of who your Father is, you will find it very difficult to be in Daddy's business. Okay? IDB, in Daddy's business. We are all about our Father's business. And we need to understand His heart for us is one of liberty and freedom, not control. And sometimes, you know, we've grown up in that religious system. We've grown up under control instead of under freedom. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I just want to turn today to uh, Romans 12. Oh, shaka me. Romans 12, too. <laughs> It's okay to be joyful in church, by the way. <laughs> it's okay to have fun in church, by the way. It's okay to dance in church, by the way. It's okay to hug each other and love each other and give each other a holy kiss. Mwah. Okay. <laughs> Biblical. <laughs> when I was first Christian... <laughs> I used to go to the Anglican church. I got saved in the Anglican church in Clue. <laughs> and there were all these old dears, you know, like in their 80s that, that really loved me. <laughs> and they all wanted a holy kiss, you know, like every time they saw, you know, the, those days you should wear this bright red lipstick, you know. It's like, mmm, all these dears. <laughs> Give me a big schmackalo on the dear. <laughs> Oh, bless them, Lord. <laughs> but it's okay to give each other a holy kiss. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> oh, they were so great. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> and I want to just commend you as well. You know, you cared for my mother-in-law. You loved her in her old age. And, and, and that really touched our heart. And it touched her heart deeply. She came from Holland at the age of, what was it, Nine, 92? And Anne befriended her. And I want to tell you, this woman has a real servant heart, a real heart of love. A real example to us as a community of love. Because we are a community of love. Okay? We are a community of love. Our Father is love, and therefore we love. Okay? And everything we do needs to be tested by that. If it's not love, it's not the Lord. 
Even correction can be given in love. You know? So discipline is part of love, but it's done lovingly. And, uh, but I just really want to commend Anne for her love. Um, and thank you for all those days of rummy cup with Tina. <laughs> it was good. It let me off the hook a lot. <laughs> so let's see what it says. It says, um, Romans 12, 2, Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you will be able to test the approved uh, and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same functions, so in Christ we who are many are one body, and each member belongs to each other. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. See, this is a picture of the body of Christ. And we know it relates very closely to 1 Corinthians 12, which says we are one body of many parts. But it's basically saying that we need to renew our minds. We don't do church as the world does things. Church is not a business. Let me, let me just say that, okay? Church is not a business. Church is the family of God. Yes, we need to have diligent business practices within the church, but it's not a business. Okay, it's not about money. It's not about methods and techniques and schedules. It's about being led by the Spirit of our Father. So the church is, 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 the, is the body of Christ. And we all, have a, we all have a place to play in the church. And it's very important that we take that place because the church cannot function Unless all the ingredients are there. My friend Evan, like yesterday we were talking and praying and he, he shared the picture of a, uh, of a cake. Now, I love fruit cake. Sometimes people call me a fruit cake, okay? <laughs> I don't care. I'm a fool for Christ, okay? My reputation means nothing, but I like fruit cake. My wife knows this. But I know that if, if the cake doesn't have all its ingredients... It ain't going to work. You know, fruitcake, it needs flour. It needs, what does it need, ladies? Eggs. <laughs> flour, eggs. Uh, huh? Brewer's yeast? No. Milk, sugar, um, baking soda, whatever. Nuts, nuts, nuts and lots of fruit. Okay? And you got to, like, mix it all together. And mix it all together. And if, but if one ingredient isn't there, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But that fruitcake also needs fire. Okay? It needs to be in an oven. It needs fire. It needs to, it needs, it needs, 
the fire of the Holy Spirit. We are like a fruitcake, and we need to bear fruit for the gospel. Okay, we need to be fruity. <laughs> we need to be very fruity, okay? It says, by the fruit, you'll know them. <laughs> and it says, it says the gospel is bearing fruit. We need to be fruity, but we need to have the whole ingredients, you know? If you just eat apples for a year, it's terrible. You need apples and oranges and pears and grapes and bananas and the whole works. Guys, we're like that. We need unity in diversity, not unity in conformity. Amen. See, we are each created in the image of God. He created the male and female. Every one of us is different. There is n- there has never been anyone like you on the earth before. Imagine that. Your fingerprint is absolutely unique. See, that's God. God is into creativity, but he's into diversity, and he just loves the diverseness being expressed in the body of Christ. Sadly, sadly, that has not always been reflected in church life. You know, often we try to fit and squeeze people into a mold. You just like take a square peg and poof and bam, 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 bam with the word of God. <laughs> and people get hurt. And I believe today, you know, people, guys, if you carry in hurt, we need healing. We need freedom. God is close to the brokenhearted. And I carry, I carry hurts. And sometimes the Lord surfaces them, and I realize, actually, that's why I'm battling in that area. And, and I get some prayer, and I allow the Holy Spirit to minister into, into that area. But, you know, we need to honor the diversity of the body of Christ. See, we, the church is a family, and the family needs crazy uncles and crazy aunts. You, you're with me? Church needs, family needs a father to... to, to to discipline and to affirm. So we, we, in a family, there, there are many different roles. But let me tell you something. The church is more than a family. In fact, when Paul goes to describe the church, he doesn't actually describe it as a family. He describes it as a body. Because I don't know about you, but in my family, I don't see much of some of my family. And some of my family has taken offense, and you just don't see them. And sadly, that can happen in, in, in the church as well. And I want to say to you today, if you carry an offense against anybody, you need to deal with it. You know, John Belvere Bevere, uh, wrote a book called The Bait of Satan. And that book was all about offense. How... So many Christians never enter in their, to their calling because they carry offense. And for years, I carried offense against the Anglican church. Not the church I went to, but against the bishops and the, the hierarchy. And the Lord showed me, you know, you, you think you justify your offense, but you actually need to repent of it. Because offense gets you nowhere. It just leads to bitterness. And I, and I just encourage you. If you carry an offense, you might even be able to justify the offense. Well, you know what? Tough. Get over it. Die to yourself. 
and be set free. Break the chains. Break the chains. And by the way, in, in, in Matthew 5, uh, verse 23, it actually doesn't say, if you feel offended, go and reconcile. It says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and remember that your brother or your sister has something against you, you go and reconcile. So today, if you're sitting here and, and you sense somebody is offended with you, biblically, it's, it's up to you to go to them and say, there's something between us. What is it? Can, can you tell me what it is? You, you're with me? So the actual initiative is if we feel that somebody is carrying offense to, against us, we need to go and deal with it. We need to be courageous and walk in that, in that freedom and deal with that offense and forgive. We have to walk in forgiveness. You know, gossip and slander and listening to stories about other people often causes offense. Then we see the person and we're like, oh, I'm not going to speak to them. That is not godly living. I don't care what the justification is. That is not godly living. And, and as a body of Christ, you know, we've heard Roger say, if you have an issue, come and talk. Okay, we, we, we want much more openness in this church. We want to communicate. Family communicates. One of the big problems is when you think you can be family without communication. And one of the biggest problems in the church is communication. I'm not talking this church. I, I, I preach in churches all over the place. And it's just generally communication between family members is often very difficult. So the one thing we need to do is communicate. We need to talk with each other. We need to talk with leaders. We need to be open and, and have an open family kind of environment. But the, but the thing is, is we are more than a family. We are a body. Okay, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says, it says we are a body of many parts. Now, the difference between a family and a body is you can do without certain family members. But you can't do without a heart. You cannot do without a brain. I don't know, maybe sometimes. <laughs> Some people you think <laughs> could be true. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? The reason Paul took the analogy of the body, being the body of Christ, he says it, by the way, is the body of Jesus Christ, and he is the head. But the body is a warm, interdependent, functional being. And if one part of that body is missing, the body can die. You see, a family you can do without certain family members. You can have a divorce. You cannot divorce your kidney, your heart, your spleen. If you do, you're in trouble. And the reason that they use that analogy is because of that interdependency, but also because all those vital organs, everyone looks different. And I believe one of the things that the Lord wants to do in Hillside is, is release us into a much wider diversity. Much wider diversity. When we were in, um, when Sipo and myself were in Mozambique, we were just struck at the diversity of, of uh, the organization we went to. People were from Brazil and from Portugal and South Africa and Mozambique and there's people visiting, coming from Germany and 
you know, they, 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 they have this like very broad spectrum of Christians. And it's just lovely because even at the end times, it describes that there will be people from every tongue and tribe and nation under Jesus. And we need to embrace that. And that's not easy because we actually like to feel comfortable in our little boxes, which excludes others, you know. <laughs> I remember I, I did evangelism in Zamakotla, which is down by Waibank, and, and uh, this was like in the 90s. And uh, we raised up uh, in 92, 93, we raised up like a whole church of, of Zulu people. And, and I brought them to St. Saint, Saint Agnes, uh, Got a minibus and brought them to St. Agnes. Oh, yoy, yoy. That was before 94. And the backlash was just unbelievable. You know, and, and people were saying, I come here because I feel safe. I don't feel safe any longer. That racist spirit rose up. And I was like, these are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And people really had to work through some issues. I'm not saying that's an issue here. I'm just saying there's a tendency for people to gather in a tribe they feel comfortable with. But we need to be bigger than that. We need to break out of that and recognize the diversity of, of the body of Christ. We need to embrace people's differences. Okay, Roger and Tanya and Graham and, and Daph and Luke and, and the other leaders here, they're not trying to get you to conform to be like them. Get, the, the, their purpose is to reveal Christ in you. Okay, we are called to conform to the image of Christ. We are called to be like Jesus. But we're not called to be mini Rogers, mini me's. <laughs> Remember that guy in the James Bond movie, Minimis? Eh? God forbid, eh? <laughs> we love you, Rog, but, you know. <laughs> a mini-me Rog, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, he's not a mini-me. <laughs> but you're with me. There's a body of Christ, the richness of the body of Christ. And, and I really want to say today, you are valuable. You are valuable. We need you in this church. But we don't need you to be passive. We need you to be active in the Holy Spirit. And this is not to put you know, heavy burdens on you. It's to say we need you. We need each other. We need spirit-filled men and women of God. We need you. You are valuable. And if anything has told you in the past you're not valuable, I just want to break that from over you now. See, we want freedom. For people to express what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing in them. Yeah, and there are times, sure, that we need to have guidelines. We need to have values. You see, the kingdom of God and the, and, and the body of Christ is not about rules and regulations. That was the old covenant. The new covenant is the one rule is the, is the law of the spirit of life. Romans 8.1. The law of the spirit of life. And the test is love. A new commandment I give to you, love one another. See, these are the values. We don't go by rules and regulations. We now have values. And that's how we test, is, 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 this, is this honoring of other people. 
Is this respecting of the other people? Is it loving other people? Am I, am I truly moving by the Spirit of God or am I moving by some other spirit? Maybe a pride or anger or unforgiveness. But we have values and this church has values. And that is, that's, that's the guidelines we, we need to apply. That's how we, we know it's the Spirit of God. <laughs> See, there's a difference between rules and regulations and values. You with me? I mean, what would, let's just call out, what are some of the values we, we, we have in this church? What are some of the values we want to have? Let's, freedom, okay. Freedom, where the Spirit of the Lord is freedom. Sorry? Love one another. New commandment I give, love one another. What else? Honor. Honor. See someone, respect them, respect the way they do things. To bear with each other. Guys, we all make mistakes. <laughs> I make lots. <laughs> but grace covers that. Okay, bear with one another. What, what are the values? Creativity. My house is your house. Sharing. Hospitality. Okay, Unity. Yeah, we, unification. We want unity in, in diversity. What else, guys? Generosity. Oh, shikamayaka. Love it. <laughs> generosity. Woo. I love generosity. <laughs> I've got a lot of needs, guys. <laughs> what else? Caring. Caring. That pastoral ministry. Pastoral ministry is not about one pastor, okay? There must be many pastors in a church, those that care for the sheep, okay? Because we all get a lot of ticks, and we all need a scratch now and again, okay? Need a lot of pastors, okay? What else? Oh, shikamaya. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we need to live the Spirit-filled life. What other values? Joy, oh, <laughs> I love joy, as you know. <laughs> joy, we need to be a joyful people. What else? Hospitality, yes, brilliant. Worship. Truth and integrity, speak the truth to one another in love. See, if people, you know, you, you hear these people come out, you, I need to tell you some truths. You know, and you're like, oh, 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 I know what's coming. That's not in love. Okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. Christ-centeredness. Christ, it's all about Jesus. It has to be about Jesus. Everything we do and say and are is created for him and by him, Jesus. We have to express a father's heart. And grace, grace is another value. Love covers everything. So, so, so you can see those are the values we want in the body of Christ. Now maybe you over the years haven't experienced those values. Maybe... They've been on a war somewhere, but 
Sometimes people have criticized, found fault. Let me tell you something. Fault finding and criticism and slander and accusation don't have a place in the body of Christ. Okay, we are called to encourage and build up and strengthen. There may be times that we need correction. That's different. But this critical spirit kills, quenches, and grieves the Holy Spirit. That, that's been my experience. We need to see the gold in people. We need to be, by the way, another value we need to have is a prophetic church. We need to be a prophetic church. The prophetic needs to be feeding into the apostolic. Okay, and the apostolic and the prophets and uh, um, the, the, the fivefold ministry, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, uh, um, five of them. <laughs> By the way, they are not there to, to lead per se. They are there to equip the saints. You with me? And when, and when, when we lead, we lead from behind. We, we push others forward. We equip them. We encourage them. Leadership is there when people for you grab hold of them. But we need to be constantly releasing the body of Christ. What ministry is the Lord calling you to? How do I, as an apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, and pastor, help you? How do I equip you? How do I spur you forward? How do I help to multiply these things? Oh, <laughs> that is what we're about. You know that old model of I'm the apostle, get behind me because I know where we're going. That is not biblical. Apostles plant and apostles release leadership. Okay? And they release vision in conjunction with the prophets. And then they push the whole church forward for multiplication. Amen. You see, I, I, I don't want anybody lining up behind me. I want to be behind, not that I'm an apostle, but, but I, I just want, I want to spur people on. The helper, the word comforter, the Holy Spirit, the word comforter, parakletos. One of, the, one of the pictures is, which I saw as a paraclete, was with a spear prodding, prodding people. Woo, woo, woo. Okay, we're going, we're moving. <laughs> that is a comfort. It's one of the pictures of the paraclete. And by the way, the word paraclete the, the, was, was, a, was a name given to a slave to come alongside a noble, a child of noble birth. You are that child, and I'm that child. And the Holy Spirit is a paraclete to us. He's there to serve us and to spur us on and to help us. He's the helper, the counselor, which is amazing. But we all have that Holy Spirit in us. Amen. So I, wanted, I just wanted today just release this truth that the body cannot function without you. You are valuable and essential. Do not listen to any word of unworthiness, any word of accusation. The devil will be there saying, if only people knew, you know, they would never let you do this or that. And people disqualify themselves. Guys, we are all battling in some areas of our lives. But as we come into grace and the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and allow Him to use us, so those things that we're battling with, sin or whatever it may be, gets broken 
For it's the grace of God that enables us to say no to the lust of the world. Sin shall not be our master because we are under grace and not under the law. Do not let those things disqualify you. Get help. If you feel disqualified, get help because it's a lie from hell. Because the devil will be sitting on your shoulder whispering into your ear. And you know, when, when I hear that, I'm like, ah, foot sack devil. Excuse the expression. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I am not listening to your rubbish. I'm not listening to your fault finding. I am a son of the most high God and I will reign and rule in righteousness and in grace. Oh, shikarababa. And so are you. <laughs> Whether you're a son or a daughter. Okay, you're called to reign and rule. The whole of creation is groaning and longing for the sons of God to be revealed. And that's, by the way, male and female. Because it's about inheritance. So I just want to pr- pray that God would open your hearts today. This church is going to go from strength to strength. But it needs you and it needs me. And it needs us to deal with our hurts. Okay, if you're being offended, if somebody's found fault with you and you step back because of that fault finding, I release you today in the name of Jesus from every fault, every accusation, every criticism. And I pray now that God would bind up the brokenheartedness. So let's, let's just stand up and if we can... And I want to just invite the ministry team, um, some of the ministry team to come forward if you're used to ministering. And I just want to pray for release today. You are my beloved. And I delight in you. I find no fault with you, says the Father. I find no fault with you. Be free today. Let me bind up your brokenheartedness. The people here have been stabbed in the back. Been stabbed in the back by by those who should have loved them. And there's still scars and wounds. Just let the Spirit just free you now. Just free you. Just free you. Just come, Holy Spirit. Just free. Just more, Lord. Just bind up the brokenheartedness. Just bind up the brokenheartedness. And if, you, if, you, if you're feeling that you're carrying offense, brokenheartedness, the wounds and the scars of religion, the Lord wants to heal you today. More, Lord. More. Just touch her, Lord. Touch her, Lord. There's, the Holy Spirit's already resting on some of you. If, you. if you've got those things, just come to the front. Just, just come forward. Just be bold enough to come forward, and we're going to minister to you. So if you carry in, if you, if you feel your heart's been broken, even by what's happened in the church over the past few weeks, maybe, you, maybe you're carrying some brokenness over that. Just encourage you to come to the front. Just come, Holy Spirit. Or you can just put up your hand where you are. If you wanted some ministry, just stick your hand up. Let's more, Lord. More, Lord. Just come, Holy Spirit. 
Come, Holy Spirit, just more, Lord, more and more. Lord, we, people, I want to say to you, it's, it's all in good hearing the word, but you need to apply the word by the Spirit of God. And if, you're, if your heart's beating now and, you, and you're feeling like just a quickening in your spirit, just to encourage you to just... Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.